Hello, I'm Rick Lancaster. Thank you for tuning in. Grab your Bible as we study through God's Word together. It's my hope that as we go through these messages, that we will all grow in our understanding of God's Word. As we grow in our understanding, we'll also be better equipped to glorify God, bless others, and grow faith ours and others. If you have any questions about anything in this teaching, send me a message. I would love to connect with you. With that said, let's get into the Word and see what the Spirit would say to us today. So let's go ahead and get started. We are at our monthly Future Today Prophecy meeting, a time where we pause from just life and talk about the future. One of the radical things about the Bible is God, who, who exists in all of time, a concept which really is beyond our comprehension, knows what's going to happen from the beginning of time to the end of time. He knows all of it because he wrote it. And then he, then he took and, and, and related to us, gave it to us in his word, so that we would know what's coming in the future, those things that he desires for us to know. And so we take this time to pause and look at what the Bible says. I, that's my part. I start by taking a, 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 just a brief look at something the Bible says. And then Randy uh, takes some of the things that are going on in the world around us and, and points to what the Bible says about those things and helps us to understand, to make those connections. Um, as he said in the announcements, I think it was, you know, things aren't falling apart, they're falling into place. And so we look at these things so that we see how things are lining up in the world and how they relate to uh, Scripture. So we're going to take that time and, and do that now. In February of this world, the World Economic Forum met and hosted some of the world's top elites, men of great um, wealth and influence and all of that. You know, the, 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 some of the most important people on earth, theoretically. And they discussed their plans for the future of the world. Okay. You know, they've got plans. Um, one of those elites shared, and, and it's, if, you, if you get into it and look at it, there was a, there's some odd stuff that are talked about there. But one of them was a man who talked about his plans or, or thought that he should have plans or we should have, the world should have plans to develop a way to track people when they take their medications. Could somebody ask them to, to that. take their conversation outside, please? Thank you. Um, somehow, what, what, he, what he is proposing, that he, he believes there's a way to, um, to implant something within medications so that when someone takes it, it communicates through the internet to some system of tracking. And, you know, there's a, you know, there's a place where we can say, okay, you know, people with, you know, the, the, the elderly or, or people with dementia or people with mental illness, it, it, would, it would help with their safety and health and maybe help those around them. But you know, while there, there, there is obvious good that can come from it, there is also um, great evil that is possible through it. 
You know, one of the things that, um, that again, the, the, the main thing that we want to, we talk about it, as believers, we sometimes resist things like this because there is an element of control <laughs> that is being influenced. That, that, that when they do something like that, they are taking control of something that as free will agents of God, we believe we should have control over. And so we resist it when, when these government agencies, these, these organizations, whatever they are, 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 are looking to control more because the more control they have, the less control we have, the more, less freedom we have. And we as believers believe that, that God has instilled within us a freedom in Christ that is unsurpassed. And so that's why we tend to resist those kinds of things. So on the surface, that, that kind of a plan, okay, we can see where there are, there are that a good that can come from it, but the, it's the danger of evil that, that is possible there. You know, and every time something like this comes up, every time something like this comes up and somebody talks about it, you know, the, somebody asks, is this connected to the mark of the beast? You know, is this the mark of the beast? Is it connected? Is it leading to the mark of the beast? So turn in your Bible to Revelation chapter 13, and we'll, we'll, t- we'll just look at that really quick. Now, Revelation 13 opens with uh, a description. Chapter 13, ha- it, it focuses really on two, two people. Um, and the first one, it describes to a person that is referred to as the Antichrist. And the Bible teaches that there's a point where this person will be revealed in the future, and, and his appearance is connected to a treaty between Israel and her neighbors. And so there's this treaty that will, will come in to, to, to bring a, a kind of peace to that area, and when it happens, um, the, this Antichrist person will be connected to that. He'll be, he'll be directly involved in that process. And one aspect of that treaty is that Israel will be free to build a temple on what is known as the Temple Mount. Right now, they don't have the freedom to do that. Matter of fact, if they even tried, it would create, um, it would create probably a world war um, if they tried to. It would create great, great pain and suffering in the world. Um, and they don't have the freedom to do it because God said there's a different way it's going to happen, but it is going to happen. There's going to come a day where Israel is given permission to rebuild a, another temple, and then they will reinstitute the system of sacrifices that, that um, came about at the time of Moses. So all of that is going to come back. They're, they're, they're already preparing for it. Um, the, the, what we know, what we understand about Israel and, and the Jewish religious people in Israel, they're ready to go. Um, if they had permission to start building it today, they would start building it today. And they would get it done, and they'd have, those, they'd have that sacrificial system up and running pretty fast. Um, and, and, then they, and then the Jews will experience something like peace for a little while, for, for a period of time. But then suddenly that's going to change. In Revelation 13, verse 11, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns and a, like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. The, the, the Antichrist is the first person, but there's the second person, um, and, and it refers to the first beast, 
And now this second person is a person that we'll refer to as the false prophet. We see that and we see him referred to as that in, in many places in scripture. He has two horns like a lamb, which, which could mean that he is a Jew. Um, so he comes out of the Jewish people, possibly. Uh, could mean other things, but it, it could mean that he's a Jew, but he speaks like a dragon, which means he's a liar and a deceiver. And so he, he speaks as, as, as with the words of the deceiver, who would be Satan. Um, and, and so he's, he, he may present himself and look like um, someone of the Jewish people or you know, someone of faith. Um, some suggest that he's, he's some other person, some other religious person. I'm not going to get into that because that's not the point of the message. But the, the fact there is this person. So verse 12. Um, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast, that would be the Antichrist, in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So, so this Antichrist, um, one of the things a false prophet will do is lead the world in worshiping the Antichrist, this man, the Antichrist. Verse 13, leave that right there. And he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. The false prophet is given power by the devil to work miracles. Miracles that are effective in deceiving people to believe that he is something that is not, that, that, that people who are, who are not indwelt by the Holy Spirit, who are, who are vulnerable to deception, are going are gonna to believe that he is something good, that he is something to be worshipped, that they, that, they, that they should worship this person, the Antichrist, and he'll build up this image, and, uh, and people will worship. And, and, and people who don't worship the image of the Antichrist this false prophet will have the authority to have them killed. And again, we have to try to imagine that from the standpoint of today and understand that's why we we struggle with the idea of giving too much control to the government. Um, You know, know, we have a second amendment in this country for a reason. You know why? To defend ourselves against things like this against things like a government that wants to take so much control that they then start leading us to do things that we know are just, are just plain wrong. Verse 15, um, let's read it again. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image should be, both speak and causes many would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, all, both small and great, rich and poor, fray, free and slave, slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their forehead or on their foreheads and that no one may buy or sell except one has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name here is wisdom let hit let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man his number is 666 satan's goal from the very beginning was to was to be worshipped. That's his greatest desire is to be worshipped like God, and 
And so his goal with humanity is to cause God's highest creation, humanity, to worship him. And, and so, you know, and because humans were created with a free will, we're not gonna do that just because. And so he is gonna institute systems, the devil will institute systems that take free will away from people. Again, this is why we resist this, these, these governmental controls and influences because it, it takes away control. And what he wants to do here is have absolute control. And that's what he's looking for with this mark. The mark of a beast, the beast, is the tool that he will use to control the world. That's what he's looking for, to control the whole world. Now, technology is advancing at lightning speed. I mean, so much so that we rarely hear about things that we had no idea they were even working on. I read while I was doing research for this that's, that someone is proposing putting RFID chips in all children's clothing so they can be tracked. And, and these chips are so small, you won't even know they're there. They're, they're undetectable except as you use the technology that t- detects RFID chips. Now, again, the, the idea of it is so that we keep track of where children are. But imagine there's other... Again, whatever, whatever they might design as a, as a so-called good also then has the ability to be used by evil people to do evil things. And so there, there are things that we just recognize. Okay, there's, again, be careful not to follow along, you know, the buzz and the hype and the, you know, all the drama and, and recognize that, that could, these things that could be good things could also be used for evil. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. When we see or hear about these things, we shouldn't freak out. You know, we shouldn't get all excited. Oh, this is going to change the world. It might, uh, but it may not change it for good, uh, which is the thing we have to watch out for. You know, but what we do know, it's not the mark of the beast. You know, when, when we hear and see these things and, and people are asking a question, is this, you know, is this connected to the mark? Is this the mark? You know, the, the answer is no, it's not the mark of the beast. Could it be connected to what, you know, how the mark of the beast will be instituted? Maybe, probably, I don't know. But here's the thing. What we need to recognize is that, is that the mark of the beast is connected to or associated with a call to worship the beast. That, that if, if it is the mark of the beast, then the beast has to be present. The beast is the Antichrist. The Antichrist has to be around. He has to be in a place where someone is saying, you need to worship that guy. And there's a lot of other stuff connected with that. So the mark of the beast is connected directly to the Antichrist. And so the Antichrist has to be present on the earth and active and, and known by people for it to be the mark of the beast. And Revelation 13 describes a time at the middle of the seven-year period known as a tribulation. And so the, the, there's this time coming in the future where God is going to pour out his unrestrained wrath 
upon a, a wicked, God-hating, Christ-rejecting world. What he's told the world is coming, what he's promised to do, what, he's, what he encourages us with, recognizing that, okay, it's bad, but I have a plan, God says, to clean all this up. The tribulation is that, where he, where he cleans up this world, he finally judges this world for all of its evil, and he prepares it for the second coming of our Savior. But before that terrible time comes, something else is going to happen, and we see that described to us here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting in verse 13. I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. That's, that's Paul's idiom for believers who have died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, which we, we do, right? Say, yes, I believe that. Even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. When we see all the freaky things going on, we see all the, you know, these, these things that, that, that look like they could be connected to the mark of the beast. We see all the evil that's going on that, that we, need to, we, need to be we need to remind ourselves. We need to comfort one another with these words that, that, that before Jesus comes back and establishes his kingdom, he's gonna come back for us. We're gonna be caught up to be with him forever. And, and every time you hear or see something that might point to the mark of the beast, there's one simple thing that you can do. And um, Jesus said it in Luke 21, 28. He said this, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, which is the idea, not just looking up, but lifting up your head as the idea of not being in despair, not being in sorrow. Look up, lift up your head. Because your redemption draws near. When we see these things, we gotta say, oh, this reminds us Jesus is coming soon. And we don't get freaked out. In fact, we probably ought to rejoice that Jesus is coming soon to get us. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, <clears throat> First thing, I just want to make sure that people understand that uh, the Abraham Accords that are out there is not this treaty yep. that uh, the Antichrist will, will um, enter into with Israel, okay? The Abraham Accords is something else. It's probably a precursor, and there's so much going on with the Abraham Accords. You need to, if you see it, you need to understand that there is going to be a certain amount of uh, Muslim countries that desire to have peace with Israel, okay? But that is not the, co the, the covenant that the Antichrist is going to sign with Israel because that realistically starts the tribulation period, most prophecy um, um, prof, um, profs or um, experts think. Okay. okay.
Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. It's one of my core beliefs that the Bible or Word of God has the power to transform our lives. It's my hope that these messages will help you to do just that and to glorify God and bless others and grow faith. If there's anything that we can do to help you with that, don't hesitate to connect with me. You'll find ways to do that in the show notes. In the show notes, you'll also find links to my sermon notes and other resources to help you in your study of God's Word. And sometimes we do need help to grow in our faith. If there's anything that I can do, don't hesitate to connect with me. I love talking to God's people about God and His Word. So send me your questions and I'll do my best to answer them. This message was shared at Calvary Chapel, French Valley in Murrieta, California. If you'd like more information about the church, go to calvaryfv.com. The link is in the show notes. Until next time, stay in the word and have a radical week with Jesus. Jesus.